Hello everyone and welcome to another J-Rocks Lawn Care and Gardening Podcast. This one is episode 002 and it is titled, Are You Qualified Enough? Now, what I want to talk about here is within your business basically, are you qualified to be doing what you are doing? You know, whether that's you focusing on garden maintenance alone, uh, landscaping, lawn care, I know it kind of all comes into that bracket, but them sort of things, just your business in general, are you qualified enough? And the reason why I'm making this point, and it's not from a place of me questioning you yourself, are you qualified? But it's more from the customer. Now, what inspired this sort of podcast really is, I'm not going to name names throughout these podcasts, simply because... The people that I speak through, through DMs on Instagram or whatever platform it might be, you know, I haven't run this by them, whether I can, you know, use our conversations. So I'm just going to keep the names, you know, secret. Um, So it was a story, a story, a conversation I had with a young lad. He was possibly, I think he's 21, 22 year old. And he's got his own garden maintenance company. Uh, He's a Suleiman run operation. And he was telling me when we were talking one day that sometimes when he goes to certain customers, he'll give a quote and obviously because of his appearance, I'm looking younger, all the rest of it, they'll look at him as if he's mad. As if, how can you be charging me X amount for this job when you look like a kid, basically? Almost, are you even qualified to be able to charge that amount? Now, this is something I want to talk about because it's absolutely crazy. And I want to give you my short answer up front at the very start of this. And that is the only person that can qualify you for a job is you. Now, what I mean fully by this is when you go look at a job and you say, let's go, you go price and hedge, right? Private hedge is, you know, 12 foot tall, needs to be reduced by two foot. You go there, you look around it, this, that, and the other. £200, just for a round number. That's how much it's going to be. Okay, you're looking at that and you're going, right, well, I've got the ladders that can get me high enough to reduce a hedge from 12 to 10 foot. I've got the equipment in order to do it. Oh, look, the, the branches aren't too bad. Yeah, my gear will get through that. Have I got experience in this? Yes, no. Do I still think I can do it? Yes, no. The qualification comes from yourself and you're the only person that should be turning around and saying, I can or cannot do this job. And then through that, you shouldn't have, because of, like this doesn't just go down to this lad who's a bit younger and he's obviously got a younger appearance. This goes to anything. You know, if you're week one, week one, day one in your company and you go price a job, it shouldn't be down to that customer to turn around and say, oh, you're charging that much, or oh, can you do that, or can you do this, or in the way of, um, I don't mean as in genuinely asking you, I mean as in questioning you. When you say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that apple tree, that needs pruned in, you know, January. Um, Yeah, that's no problem, I can do that. For them to turn around and then sort of, question you on your ability to do so now there's nothing wrong right there is a line here where 
the customer is fully entitled to turn around and say, well, if you don't mind me asking, have you done this before? If you don't mind me asking, have you got any before and after that pictures from previous experiences? If you don't mind me asking, are you, are you a horticulturist? You know, there's nothing wrong in asking the question being asked. But what I mean is, regardless of the written qualifications that you hold as a person, shouldn't be the be all and end all of whether you can do the job itself. Okay. Um, what it basically comes down to is a mix of belief, experience, and your self-ability to learn, adapt, overcome, and to get a job done to a high standard where you don't always need that qualification in the background. Now, it's not something wrong, you know, ideally, so like for myself, I don't mind using myself as, a, as an example here. I on, I'm not a horticulturist. Do I still prune apple trees? Absolutely. Do I still plant flowers? Absolutely. Do I, uh, I don't know. Do I, do I transplant th uh, flowers and shrubs and, absolutely. Now, I get that you learn it through qualification that certifies you, but I mean, I've learned, yes, I've not been in this business for that long in the grand scheme of things compared to people that's been in 20, 30 years, but, I have been working since I've been old enough to work and I've came across many characters in my life and some of the most idiotic people that I've ever met with zero common sense are the most well-educated people that I've ever met, okay? And it's not the same, it's not that case all the way through. But on, that, on the back of that, I know people that have got zero theoretical knowledge when it comes to, sorry, not theoretical knowledge, zero... Um, don't know the word, uh, qualifications in an area, but then you put the tool in the hand and you say, can you go do this? And they're the first one to be all, absolutely all over it and turn out a smart, uh, an absolute cracking job. So it's just back to that point. It's just the only person that can qualify you for a job is yourself. And now I'm talking about this in the region of if you're actually good, right? So if you're taking on a job, so for myself, if I go, um, you know, I can take on whatever the job it might be. Um, I'm happy that I've done it. I've done it before. You know, I want to bring a good result from this. If I go and take that job on and I smash it out really well, you know, I can turn around and I can say, I'm qualified for this job. I know my worth with it. You know, no dramas, right? Because you've got the belief and you can basically bring the result. What you shouldn't be doing, okay, so I'm not vouching for this. Don't say, yeah, I'm qualified to do that. Yeah, I can prune that. And then you go, I don't know, come back far too far or you're pruning the rose and you're leaving the inward shoots instead of the outfacing ones. Like, you know, you've still got to know what you're doing, but what I'm saying is that the, it's not down to the customer to always gauge whether you're qualified and you're able to do the job it's for you to turn around and say well excuse me sir mom you know mr jones mrs whoever yes i can do that and yet these are some photos that i've done previously this is how i do it this is going to be my process and this is how it'll look by the end these are the things that we need to do in the meantime you know and it's done for you to carry that through now if you are a bit unsure of it all and you're not too sure the direction to take or if 
I find myself in this position where I want a qualification behind me just to be just to be sitting there and go, you know, it's more for myself to sometimes you lose this vision of that you are. I mean, I know I've turned out cracking work and so far, touch wood, um, you know, I think I've got 25 odd five star reviews and nothing negative so far because I always make sure that the customer's happy before I leave. Um, but I do still find myself somewhere there thinking I should just still have something behind me just in case. So, I mean, just a couple of courses out there and the main ones that you should be looking at, these are like tickets, must have tickets basically, um, depending on what you're actually doing. The first one, chainsaw courses. So obviously, as far as high risk goes, chainsaws are pretty up there for, you know, the general um, garden tree work scenario. Um, as a minimum for them, you're looking at the CS30 and 31. I believe they're actually called something else now, but you can find them through them two names. That's CS30 and 31. And that is the 30 is maintenance and cross cutting and felling small trees is I believe them two courses. Um, yeah, maintenance and cross cutting is 30, felling small trees is 31. So that will basically allow you, I mean, you wouldn't want to take on anything much bigger because quite frankly, I think you'd be out your depth if you don't, um, if you don't do it all the time more and often enough. Uh, and you've also got other little courses. So it doesn't always need to be these main, you don't need to go out there and do a degree. Uh, I was looking and you can do turf care courses. You know, these are sort of rated and you can do ones that take a day to complete. Um, 50 hour, 100 hour courses. In other places you can do up to 180 and 300 hour courses. Now, you've got to realise that these types of qualifications don't really hold you in any regard if you're going to an employer. Okay, so if you're going to work at I don't know, your local uh your local gardens or like up here in Moria where I am, we have a lot of like uh walled gardens or like old castled gardens, that sort of thing. They're probably gonna want someone that under our next bracket, like level two RHS, what's your Royal Horticultural Society. Um they're gonna probably want one of them official ones that have a bit of a name, a bit of a reputation behind it. And they'll be taking on them. But for someone that, if you're running your own business and you're a one-man band type thing, then these 100-hour courses and all, you know, these smaller ones, if it's just out of knowledge for yourself, a bit of extra information, of a, a bit of a backstop, basically, then they're ideal, quite frankly. I mean, if you don't think you need them, you don't think you need them. And that's absolutely fine. But, you know, they are there to use. And then after that, so the, the, this kind of rolls into investing in yourself. So you've got to be, you've got to hit it from both sides. I think by investing in yourself, you can be hands-on in the business and you can learn as much, you can learn as much as you want by whomever you want, okay? So when you're working, if you work with someone or... You know, you can go, you can even volunteer. If you're new to this sort of world and you just want your hand into it, you can literally volunteer your work. There's loads of places. For example, where I am in Moray, there's like the Rotary Club, they call it, what is just a group of volunteers that go out and do gardening work across basically the, the local parks and stuff like that. But these are people that have been doing them for years and years and years. And 
then people, then people have got a lot of knowledge and you can learn by that. That's hands-on knowledge, okay, that you can be gaining. But it's also the mentality as well. So you need to be in a place of, I'm willing to learn, you know, don't get too big for your boots straight away. Absorb everything. Business is just strange. And I'm going to talk about this more on other podcasts, but while I'm learning, be my first ever business, it's thick and fast. And then at the same time, it can just cool off in a moment. Keith Kelfus, um, in one of his videos, video, yeah, videos, I suppose, on YouTube, um, Instagram, speaks about this brilliantly, quite honestly. And um, a lot of you are probably going to understand where I'm going with this. And he says, like, his is more landscaping, but he's like, this business is like an electric chair. And he says, it's just crazy. He says, you know, you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs and, you know, you're like, the heart's going and you're like, right, like, what do I need to do next? What do I need to get ready? And then all of a sudden, someone just comes across and they'll just switch on that switch. And all that electricity just goes through you and you're going, and you're going absolutely mental. And this is obviously the grass cutting season. Everything's grown. Before you know it, every man and his dog just wants your work. The phone's not stopping. You know, the family's wanting to do stuff. You've got to be in three places at the same time. You know, that electric chair is just thriving. You know, you're smoking. And then he says, boom, you know, that switch gets pulled and you're in winter and you're just, you're just trying to get your breath back and get your bearings. And then, you know, by the time you even know what day it is, that switch is gone again. And it's just, it's just the life that we are in here where the landscape and garden maintenance, lawn care life, you know, what is heavily seasonal. Yes, I get that it goes through all, all the way through the year. You know, you can do apple trees in January, all that good stuff. Um, gutters, blah, blah, blah. I understand that. But genuinely, it picks up in the nicer months. Okay, there's not really any arguing with that. But yeah, and it's just crazy. It's just, it's just on and off. But um, But you have to invest in yourself. You have to understand that for you to qualify yourself into these jobs... For you to get them jobs, okay, them even higher ticket jobs, you need to be in that head frame of I'm worth this. I'm just quick little story. Well, another quick little story here. Um, you know, for us in the UK, you've got things like the UK Lawn Care Group and you've also got the professionals um, group that is run by like Jason Gardner and Country Cottage Gardner uh, and Andy, I believe, is on there as well. And... It was on one of these groups where there was a lady speaking about wherever she is in the UK, um, and this is kind of a different talking point, but wherever she is in the UK, she was talking about pricing and she was asking for advice and, you know, a few of us had chipped in and went, oh, you know, you know, that would be at least a minimum and I get everywhere charges different. I think I would, so my minimum's £25 for me to turn up to any job and do anything. It's at least £25 um, and that works for me. So as I said that, get your minimum. I was like, that's at least £25, pound, £25 job. You know, it's blah, 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 blah. No one would pay that here. She says, where I am, you know, you'd only get paid about £15. And that's if you're lucky for that kind of job. Now, I, I realise there's only a tenner at stake here, but it's a point I'm making behind this. And she said, no, no one would pay that here. You know, it's only £15. You know, I'm limited to this, blah, blah, blah. 
I was like, whoa, like, you know, you've got to take a step back and this goes into knowing your worth. If you know that you're qualified enough in your head, you know you can turn out a good enough job, you know that you're worth that job, you know that you're going to pull out a result that's better than anyone else in your area, you know, you've got all the mannerisms, and oh, mannerisms wrong word, you've got everything behind that to give the best possible finish that there can be, then you've got to believe yourself that you're worth a certain amount of money and that you're qualified enough to charge a certain amount of money. It is not down to the customer to turn around and go, that is £15. That is all I'm paying. Because if that's the case and your minimum's 25 then I say, well, thank you, Mr. Smith. It was, thank you very much for getting in touch with me. I'm really glad that you thought of me when you wanted a quote today. I am sorry that I can't fulfill your service today. And, you know, if your budget ever changes in future, then feel free to let me know and I would love to come do some work for you. And that's the attitude you need to have. You're qualified, you're competent, and you are worth whatever you want to charge. If you're turning up to a property, and I mean, I've been doing stories on Instagram lately, and it's been like, what I charge for this, blah, blah, blah. And literally for some jobs, I get people coming through saying, I'll charge £40 for that. And then there's lads within the business elsewhere in the country going, I'll charge 350 quid for that. And that's their knowledge going off. They're getting accepted at both of them different, you know, both ends of the scale. And it just shows you, like, it isn't just where you live. Fair enough, if you're working in Chelsea or something like that, then, yeah, you know, the money might be a bit higher. But genuinely, like, I don't shoot myself in the foot here. I'm at a decent end of the scale. And I am around, you know, villages that are not just what, like, some of them are better off houses and stuff like that. But some people, like council houses, whatever it might be, and they still pay the same amount as what the wealthier people do. Because my service doesn't change. The service I provide is still the same. Now, that's just something you've got to zone in on and you've just got to be aware of that it's not down to them to sort of pick the price and everything else. It's not down to them to say, you're, quali you're not qualified, you're, you're too young, there's no way you could pull out this job. It, no, you've got to go in there, know your worth, you be in control of whether or your own opinion of yourself. And you need to go in and almost kicking down that door with your size nines and going, this is what I'm worth, this is the service, this is the price, that's it. And that's really the main thing about it. Um, another little side story I just want to touch on with this. What, um, going back to the whole sort of courses, um, you know, getting extra qualifications was, and I'm really, I'm really friendly with the customers now, but I got taken on at this. It was my first over an acre property and these people are slightly older, very into the plants. They've always done things in the garden. They are very, yep, move this here. I want this done exactly like this. This gets cut at this time. I want to cut this week. You know what I mean? They are very much in control of what they have done with their plants. I am just the labour, basically. And what's really quite daunting when you go to someone that's like that, because your judgment goes out the window. On the back of this side note here, you can be as qualified as you want, but if a customer tells you to cut something and you don't think it should be done for another four weeks, you still cut it when the customer 
you know, you, you can argue your point all day, all night, but if the customer says, no, I want it done now, then at the end of the day, it's their plan, you know. Um, but anyway, so I was at this property and <laughs> there was about 15 lupins that were in this border. They're, they're beautiful. They're coming up around about this time, what's like June time. Anyway, they died back at this time. It was, you know, it was through winter. She wanted them, some moved and she wanted some other things taken out, swapped around. And I'm telling you, she ne- she pointed about 17 different plants. Now, I know all the more popular plants and some of the other ones, but I do not know by any means, like I say, I'm not a horticulturist. I do not know every plant. I've told the customer this. She named about 17, pointed from about 10 metres away and went, this one moved to there, this one moved to there. And basically told me the whole order of where she wanted everything on the spot making it up on the spot, and anyway, yeah, she went happy, and I was like, yeah, so blah, 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 running through, and what had happened is when she was pointing to these plants, I was double-checking everything, so I was like, so do you mean this one next to the fence, you know, next to whatever it was, yeah, yeah, that's the one, so she goes in, you know, it's a two-hour maintenance job, I've got fortnightly there, so, you know, I was about an hour in, she came over, and she went, why, why have you dug up that? And I says, that's the one that you wanted to move, the one next to the fence. Like, you wanted to move to... And she went, no, never. And I says, I went, oh, sorry. I went, but I double-checked. And I, I said, the one next to the fence, and you wanted to move to... And you said, yeah. And she went, no, no, I meant that one there, next to... And literally, what it was like this. It was, we're using words like, that one there, you know. It wasn't like green... <laughs> green one... It wasn't like, you know, purple blooms moved next to the one with the white blooming flowers. Nothing like that. Um, and literally, it came over and I I felt terrible. And I remember going back to my other half that night. And I went, doll, and I says, I messed it up. I says, it's such a nice garden. They're such lovely people. But I says, I messed it up. She done this. She told me exactly what she wanted. And I started doubting myself. That self-doubt crept in and I was at. I was like, I just don't know enough. You know, in my head, I I normally always make sure I'm fully aware of what needs done, how it needs done, the process behind it, and all the rest of it. And before I then go into a situation, but plants are just one of them. There's just so many, and I'm just so new. And I says, I need to, I'm going to have to learn something. I says, I'm going to have to, you know, so I got in my books a bit more and read up online more about different plants, different species, you know, best times to prune things, all that sort of, I started doing my own research, active research, and that is where most of my knowledge comes from, is self-taught, and that is another one when I was going through the three earlier on, it doesn't need to be paid, YouTube videos, like Country Cottage Gardener, like I say, um, Keith Kelfus goes across a lot of these business type stuff, Jason Gardener goes through some of the amazing things as well, um, and uh, with that, that's how I learned. I just took in the information and I absolutely ran with it because it just so happened in this game, as you're learning stuff, you'll find that when other people are speaking about it, you're in the same seasons of them. So you'll then bump into that, um, you know, that someone asking for that to be done relatively soonish. So I was hearing about it, learning the theory side of it, and then I was getting to put it into practice. So, you know, that all ended up adding up, but that was just one case, and it hasn't happened since, luckily enough, but where I just felt so 
within myself underqualified. I was quite confident to that point where I thought, I'm on my depth. You know what I mean? And the th- the th- you can go two ways. You can either get knocked down by that and go, this isn't for me. You know, that one thing happened out of hundreds of other experiences. This mustn't be for me. You know, customer wasn't happy, blah, blah, blah. Whereas you can also turn around and say, that's a negative I've got. I need to do something about it because no one else can. Owning your own business requires you to take 99% of the scenarios on the chin as that's my bad. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you're organising the equipment, you're making sure it runs well, you're making sure that your timetable's up to date, you're making sure that the fuel's in the van so you can get to the job on time, you're making sure that, you know, if there's any higher equipment that's coming out, it's in stock, you've booked it well enough in advance, you're making sure that the customer's happy before you start that job, that it's done properly while you're there, and that they're happy before you go. It is on you as that business owner to, once you are feeling that you're qualified with it and you're carrying out that job, that you can follow them next necessary steps to then make a successful go at it. Because it's no good saying, oh, I'm qualified, then going in there like an absolute cowboy and running away within a few minutes because you're out your depth. Or just not messaging the customer back. Like so many people do. Luckily no one I know. But um, you know. It's just unprofessional. And you just need to have that belief. To just be on the edge of it. Where you take it on the chin. You learn from things. And you just don't ever hit the ceiling. Is what I'm trying to tell you here. Don't ever go right. I've made it. Nowhere else to go. There is always somewhere else to go. There's always something else to learn. And there's something always else to experience with it. Okay, so don't sell yourself short in that. Forever growing. Um, because of that as well, on the side of it, just a useful little tip for you if you're in the UK. You can use it for free. I'm not affiliated at all here, but there's a there's an application on your phone called Picture This. Now, I use an iPhone. I don't know if it'll be different for Android. But it's a bit of a cheat. Uh, and it's not always 100% accurate. So, you know, you might need to scan a few times. But it's called Picture This. And you literally just take a picture of a flower, plant, tree. And it crosses it by its many databases. It tells you the Latin name. It tells you the common name for it. And, you know, this is another great way of learning. Sometimes when I go on walks with my son uh, in my other half on the weekends and stuff. And if we're passing plants that I see that's nice or I just don't have a clue what they are. I'll use this app and I'll take a picture. It'll tell me what it is and then, you know, it's easy to remember then. It saves it in a little album on your phone and, you know, you can research it and it tells you loads of information. But that's one. If you're running a sort of garden work, then it's a good one to know. Uh, And then my little last point that I've got written down here is confidence and honesty with clients. And I'm going to leave you with this sort of saying. This is the last sort of thing that I'm going to go into saying. Um... It goes along with professionalism and all the rest of it, but confidence and honesty with clients will replace any unqualification. That makes no sense. Any doubt that you're unqualified for the job. Um, If you turn around and the, the, the client says, I want this done. If you turn around and say, sorry, Mrs. Jones, I've actually never done that before. I'm happy to give it a try, but... 
just so you're aware, it'll be my first time doing it. You go away that night and you research how to do that job. Um, you know, everything. Google, YouTube. So many good YouTubers out there. Andy's a great one for it. Um, he does loads of stuff with his gardens and I'll have to put his his handle, Instagram handle and stuff down here because I can't remember what it is. Uh, it's like Andy underscore W, I believe. But uh, he's got great tips on how to prune things and, you know, he's got years of experience. But you can learn and as long as you're honest with that client, then that is the biggest step because as long as you manage them, expect, and this is really important, as long as you manage expectations, you can't go far wrong, okay? If you manage expectations, you can't go far wrong. Now, I mean that in this whole sort of world that we're talking about here of you go to that client and you say, Mrs. Jones, I'm not too sure on how to do that. But if you bear with me, it will be my first time doing it, but I'll research it and I'll get back to you and it will be my first go. We might do it for this price instead of that price. Um, but it will be my first time. You're telling them, it is my first time. Don't go too hard on me. You know, it might not be as clean cut or you know, whatever it might be. We're using pruning here, so it's a bit different, but imagine it's what uh, something else where they're just aware of the standard that it can become. And as long as you're close to that, then you've managed their expectation and you've been honest, you've been confident. From that, you will then qualify yourself into future jobs where you'll learn from any mistakes that you've made or any successes that you have had. You can then take that to the next person and say, yes, I have done this before. This is how long it'll take to... Um, for the next blooms. It will miss a year because we're doing it in this month. It will still bloom later on this year because the buds have not formed yet. You know, there's different things that can all happen from taking on these experiences, managing, managing expectations, qualifying yourself to get experience. Right, that was a bit of a ravel on, but um, thank you very much guys for listening. You can catch me on YouTube where I've got plenty of uh, YouTube videos on different sort of things to do with lawn care and some gardening, main, garden maintenance. And that is just J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Same handle for my Instagram where I kind of post daily on whatever I'm doing. Often stories as well. And I'm also on Facebook, but that's more for my clients. So don't worry about that. Thank you very much for listening, guys, to episode two of my podcast. More to come. Have a good weekend. Enjoy. Much love.